Deep within the Everpine Woods exists the small town of Merrow Mill, a picturesque setting one time known for its scenic trails and trendy shops, but more recently related to other events, as cryptic in nature as they are bizarre. Law enforcement have abandoned these strange cases, leaving many affected without closure and afraid to report anything new. Still, the townsfolk of Merrow Mill seek the truth. They want answers to the unsettling mysteries occurring where the waters mingle. The Tuendiway Mall, a dirty rundown building in what used to be the center of town. This six-story construct was originally built to become the town's greatest attraction along the intersecting rivers. It was designed to bring in waves of revenue and tourism. It did for a time, but by the start of its 23rd year, strange occurrences began to take place. Occurrences frequently resulting in missing persons cases, bizarre deaths, and unexplained phenomena. Word spread quickly and the Tuendiway Mall became infamous for the series of events that continued to plague its customers. This eventually forced the mall to shut down. Maria Hernandez is a 28-year-old private investigator whose client base usually consists of those afraid to report to the police or those who feel mocked by the law's resolution to such cryptic cases. However, out of everything Maria has seen over the years, nothing has disturbed her more than the disappearance of Claire Carpenter. Claire was Maria's niece, but given their ages were so close, Maria and Claire always considered themselves sisters more than anything. They loved doing everything together, they attended concerts, explored the tiny antique shops on the outskirts of town. They rode their bikes alongside the rivers and into the woods. Claire enjoyed collecting animal bones from the trails, while Maria enjoyed collecting foliage and flowers. When they returned home, they would use their findings to build unique wreaths, which they would hang on the trees in the backyard. About eight years ago, a few weeks before the Tuendiway Mall officially closed, Claire and Maria decided to visit in search of liquidation sales. Maria didn't think much of the weird reports at first, if anything, she was more interested in stocking up on her favorite products from Bath & Body Works. Claire tagged along that time out of intrigue. She was curious if anything weird would occur during their visit to this hot spot of strange activity. Maria was aware of Claire's interest in the paranormal, but didn't think much of it. However, that day would change everything. Maria entered the desolate mall with Claire by her side. 
They followed the tiled path to a pristine intersection of abandoned shops framed by faded plastic plants. Claire paused and peered through the metal shutters that gated what used to be a clothing store. Whoa, now that's creepy. The space was empty for the most part. All that remained in sight were mannequins and debris from deconstruction. Yeah, it's pretty eerie. Hundreds of goosebumps ran up and down Maria's skin. She turned to Claire, only to find her crawling under the partly open shutter and sneaking in to the creepy space. Come on, Maria, let's go check it out. Claire, get back here. We're going to get caught. The only way we're going to get caught is if you keep talking so loudly. Maria followed Claire into the empty shell of a store. The only sources of light were the few spotlights left highlighting headless mannequins that once displayed outdated outfits. One of them still had their head. The only thing decorating that pale plastic mug was a pair of heart-shaped sunglasses. No way. Look at these. These are designer shades. Wait a second. Do you hear that? Hear what? Maria was startled, afraid they were going to get caught. She paused and looked back at the slightly raised shutter. Hey, Claire, you know what? These shades will look keller on you. Go ahead, try them on. Oh, thanks, Janice. Maria rolled her eyes and took a sigh of relief, realizing Claire was just fucking with her. You're naming the mannequin Janice? Hey, don't hate. She may be a little stiff, but Janice is pretty damn generous. I mean, look at these killer shades she gave me. Claire walked over to the cracked mirror leaning against the wall and began modeling her new shades. Claire took a few moments to check herself out. She gave herself finger guns, spun around and made a kissy face, all before retrieving her Instaprint camera from her bag. Pow, pow. Hey, Maria, can you snap a pic of me and Janice? Claire handed Maria the camera without waiting for a response. Okay, but after that, we're getting the hell out of here. I came to shop at the stores that are still open, not to chill with Janice. Fine. Claire wrapped her arm around Janice as Maria snapped a pic. As Maria waited for the photo to print, Claire wandered off to the back room. Claire, get back here. Maria followed her. They found a tiny office space where staff used to do paperwork. A large, ticking metallic clock rested against a series of beat-up filing cabinets. Next to that was Claire, drawing across the whiteboard on the wall. stepped back and took a look at her masterpiece. She grabbed the camera and the photo, slipping the photo into her bag. The doodle was of her and Maria standing next to what Maria assumed to be Janice. Claire handed Maria the marker with an oh-so-familiar smirk. A smirk that could convince Maria to do anything. That smile, it reminded her that underneath all the mischievousness, Claire's intentions were always pure, 
simply seeking fun, unique experiences to share together. It's what she loved most about Claire. Maria picked up the marker and wrote underneath Claire's doodle. Homies forever. <laughs> nice. That's going in the vault. The vault was what Claire referred to as her photo room, a renovated walk-in closet where she displayed all her favorite moments. Claire snapped a photo of the whiteboard. All right, let's go get your fruity soap or whatever. <laughs> they exited the dead shop in search for one that was still alive. Bath and Body Works. They hopped back on the mall walker path that led them to their aroma-filled destination. Hi, welcome to Bath and Body Works. Would you like to try our new Midnight Plum body lotion? What the fuck is a Midnight Plum? Maria jabbed Claire with her razor-sharp elbow. Ow, what was that for? Sure, I'll give it a try. While Maria and the staff member continued to discuss and explore various products, Claire wandered around the store smelling everything. Maria observed Claire in the background, amazed at how many grossed out faces she could make. The various facial expressions continued until she ran out of things to smell. Hey, I'm gonna use the restroom. Wanna meet me out front by the arcade when you're done? Okay, sounds good, weirdo. 20 minutes later, Maria finally settled on a fragrance set. Midnight Plum. Once Maria was finished in Bath and Body Works, she walked across the shopping hall to the front of the arcade. She looked around for Claire, but all she saw were empty seats. Soon after, Maria checked the restroom, only to find out it too was completely empty. Another 20 minutes later, still no Claire. Maria walked back to where her and Claire were originally supposed to meet, hoping she might show up. Near the back of the arcade sat a shadowed figure, Oliver Linnae. Oliver sat with his feet propped up against the prize counter. He peered over a book entitled The Mothman Prophecies and watched as Maria paced back and forth, repeatedly trying to make a phone call. Come on, Claire, where are you? Pick up, pick up. The number you have reached has been disconnected. Finally, he picked up his feet and walked over to check on the distressed young woman. Hello, miss, is uh, everything all right? Maria turned to face Oliver. Neon lights reflected across his wooden glasses. As he approached, she noticed a small silver name tag. Hi, um, Oliver? I'm actually looking for my sister. She was supposed to meet me here about 40 minutes ago. Well, um, what might this young lady look like? 
Well, she's a little shorter than me, pastel pink hair, and she was wearing heart-shaped sunglasses. Hmm. Pastel pink. You know, I think I did see her wander over to the restroom next door, but I went on my lunch soon after, so I can't say I've seen her since. Damn. Okay. Have you checked the restrooms on the other side of the mall? Maybe she wandered over there. I'm not sure why she would walk all the way over there, but still, that's a good idea. I should go double check. Thanks for your help. Anytime, miss. Good luck. Oliver's eyes followed Maria as she walked away, making a sharp right at the end of the hall. At this point, Maria was starting to panic. The rotting corpses of dead, unkempt shops passed by as Maria sped across the halls like a mall walker on a mission. However, once she arrived, she discovered all the stall doors were open and no one was in there. Conveniently, this second set of restrooms was located next to the security office. A heavy-set young man in a midnight blue uniform sat at the desk with his back facing the front window. He was busy looking at the one screen in the room that wasn't playing security footage. Maria knocked on the window. The guard spun around in his tiny swivel chair to see who it was. He pushed his big glasses up the bridge of his nose as he squinted. Quickly, he put down his hot dog on a stick and opened the door. Um, the guard hesitated to finish his sentence before clearing his throat. <clears> throat> Hi, I'm Maria, uh, and you are... My name is Boris, but you can call me Bori if you want. Okay, Bori. Uh, I'm looking for my sister. I was supposed to meet her near the arcade almost an hour ago, but I haven't been able to find her. I checked all the restrooms and took a look in what shops are left in this ghost mall. Still nothing. Did you ask Oliver over at the arcade if he's seen her? Yeah, that was the first thing I did. He said he saw her walk towards the restrooms over there before I clocked out for his lunch break, but he hadn't seen her since. Boris had a confused look on his face like he had never been trained on how to help in a situation like this, or hadn't been trained at all. Maria could see he was waiting for her to direct him in action, so she did. Would it be possible to check the security footage to see where she might have gone? Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. Come on in. Boris welcomed Maria into the office like it was his home. And from the looks of it, she wouldn't have been surprised if it was. Food wrappers piled underneath the desk, half-drunken soda bottles without their caps lined the tops of the filing cabinets. YouTube videos about strange cryptic creatures were playing on the TV he was watching before Maria entered. And that was five sightings of the raid caught on camera. What other creatures do you want to see sightings of next? Let me know in the comments and subscribe now so you don't miss what's next. My name is Sir Spooks and I'll see you all in the next video. Boris sat down at the desk 
and reviewed the footage as Maria stood next to him in what little space there was. You said about an hour ago, right? Maria checked the time on her watch. Yeah, she disappeared sometime within the past... 57 minutes. He rewound the tapes, staring carefully at the timestamps on the screen. Until... Oh, there, stop. Yeah, that's her. Claire was just leaving Bath and Body Works. She walked past the arcade and into the small hallway leading to the restrooms. As Boris switched the camera on the screen, they could see Claire reaching the end of the hall and entering the women's restroom. Seconds later, Claire came out looking frantic. She took no hesitation before running into the janitor's supply room across the hall. Stalking close behind her was a large flickering object. What was... what was that? Boris swiveled his head to face Maria with a grim look of uncertainty. Rewind it, rewind it. Pause. Now play back the footage as slow as you can. He slid his glasses down, moving his face closer to the screen. They could see that the flickering object had a humanoid shape. Holy shit, what is that thing? The figure was frail and gangly, at least seven feet tall. With immense haste, the creature crawled out of the restroom and sprung across the walls like a giant predatory flea chasing after Claire. Oh my god. What was that? It's a rake. It's a creature of urban legend. He's got toothpicks for limbs, if you ask me. Uh, he may be lanky, but he's a ferocious one. He loves to kill for fun. If that is the rake, your sister's fucked. Let's go find out. Um, excuse me, what? Are you or are you not a security guard? Your job is to make sure visitors are secure, right? Let's go. Um, yeah. You're right. Let's go find your sister. Wait, do you have keys to the janitor's supply room? Um, let me check. He shuffled through his keys one by one. Oh, wait a second. I remember where it is. He reached for the bottom drawer, pulling out an old rusty tin that once held a treasure trove of mints. Within it was a single silver key. His stubby fingers retrieved the key, placing it on a separate key ring. Maria marched back near the arcade while Boris hesitantly followed. Fear crawled under Maria's skin as they approached the end of the tiny hallway leading to the restrooms and the janitor's supply room. Alongside that fear was a much different emotion. It was love and determination. It was a feeling a need to protect. Maria was committed to making sure Claire was safe. 
They double-checked the restroom one more time. Still no Claire. It was time to open the door to the janitor's supply room. Boris greeted the door with the silver key. He looked back at Maria, second-guessing his decision. The door unlocked, but as he pulled to open it, he could feel something behind the door was pulling back, struggling to keep it shut. Maria ran over to help, adding more force to their side of this terrifying tug-of-war. Ready? One, two, three, pull! Though they fell to the floor in the process, their collaboration succeeded and the door flung open. Maria helped Boris back onto his feet. They each took a deep breath as they readied themselves to enter the pitch black room that awaited them on the other side. Only the darkness of the cold, frigid room greeted them as they entered. When Maria reached for the light switch, she could feel the panel had been ripped clean out of the wall. Shit, I've got a bad feeling about this. Unsure of what she was about to find, Maria took precautionary measures. She pulled out her phone, hit record on the camera, and turned on the stationary flash. Once her light and Boris's flashlight hit the room, it was evident. Chaos had erupted prior to their arrival. Shelving units, once bolted across the walls, were now broken and collapsed. Supply racks were violently knocked over. Boxes were torn open and thrown everywhere. Maria made sure to watch her step as she entered the hazardous scene. In doing so, she found the shredded mess of cardboard and paper continued all the way to the cleaning crew's break room. A light was flashing from inside, accompanied by the sounds of shuffling and snarling. Maria entered the doorway of the break room. A silhouette of something much bigger than Claire could be seen ravaging through a severely damaged vending machine. Surrounding it, was what looked to be a giant, matted nest made from shredded supplies. The center was padded with cardboard boxes and toilet paper, all of it being held together with a substance that smelled of burnt flesh. The shuffling came to a halt. The sound of heavy breathing from the creature's fluid-filled lungs continued. In the center of the nest was Claire. Oh my God. Maria attempted to carefully take another step forward towards Claire, who was apparently unconscious. But before her foot could hit the ground, 
the creature's wispy-haired head stretched around without moving a single muscle below the neck. Its empty, hollow gaze rendered Boris and Maria motionless. The creature's scream was grotesque. A rattled howl infused with torturous wailing echoed through the rows of its lengthy, jagged teeth. A deep, red liquid that Maria could only assume was blood poured from the corners of the creature's tight, wrinkled mouth as it began to laugh. You're too late. As soon as it finished its sentence, rumbling occurred and the walls began shaking. Maria looked back at Boris. They could feel the ground slanting and sinking quickly. She tried to grab onto the edge of the doorway, but fell in the process. She crawled, desperately trying to exit the room. But before she could cross the doorway, the ceiling collapsed. Blockading any escape to safety. While all this chaos was happening, her eyes and attention were still on Claire. She could see that in one arm, the rake was holding on to a loose pipe. And in the other arm, he was holding on to Claire's unconscious body. Claire? Claire? Maria leaned over to see the right side of the break room was completely pulled off the building by an unknown force. Boris scrambled, searching for something to grab a hold of as he slid down the snapped floorboards. <laughs> Chairs, tables, wood paneling, everything that gave way fell into the bioluminescent rivers below, including Boris. Maria knew there was no way she could save Boris now. As she helplessly watched the raging river swallow Boris whole, she realized she had never seen the waters glow like that before. Oh my god. As strange as it was, it wasn't enough to keep Maria's attention. For the force behind the ultimate destruction of the building swiftly emerged. Just when Maria felt she couldn't be more terrified, an eldritch beast with monstrous moth-like wings soared into the sky from the glowing tides that framed this strange scene. Its fiery red eyes competed with the brightness of the blood moon in the backdrop. It ascended towards the rake and Claire and what was left of the break room. Suddenly, 
a voice boomed from the winged beast across the way. An ironic name for a species I always have to clean up after. I warned you not to intervene. Now drop the girl. She's mine, you moth freak. <laughs> The Mothman flew in towards the rake without hesitation. Its fiery eyes burned brighter and brighter. Maria could see that somehow the rake was burning from the inside out. A blood-red smoke began to emit from its wrinkled eye sockets until finally its withering leathery skin disintegrated. As the rake became dust, Claire's unconscious body fell towards the intersection of the rivers below. Suddenly, the Mothman became aware of Maria's unwanted presence. The eldritch beast locked its otherworldly gaze onto her. I can't see. I can't see. Claire? Claire? I can't see. I can't see. Maria's sight went red as the visual representation of her reality was erased by the overwhelming presence of an endless crimson void. What the fuck is happening? The last thing she heard before falling unconscious was the sound of monstrous flapping wings soon to be silenced by a deep, gurgling splash. Present day. Neither Maria nor the local authorities know what happened to Claire or Boris that night. Still, that single event sparked something within Maria. Although her relationship with Claire may have ended eight years ago, the strange occurrences in Marrow Mill have yet to cease. Maria has made it her job to uncover the secrets behind these unexplained events, in hopes that one day she will find Claire and discover what is causing these troublesome mysteries to occur, where the waters mingle. Quantum Queen Studios presents 
Chasing Mothman. Season one, where the waters mingle. Starring Samantha Sanchez as Maria Hernandez. Leanne Chen as Claire Carpenter. With Ramin Hashemi as Boris and as Oliver Linnae. And Caleb Alexandra as the Rake, the Mothman, and the Bath and Body Works staff member. Chasing Mothman is written, produced, and narrated by Caleb Alexandra. Special thanks to Sir Spooks for letting us feature a clip from one of his best videos. If you enjoy videos about paranormal activity, cryptids, or other creepy content, be sure to check out Sir Spooks on YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe and check out our other podcasts. For more information, please visit quantumqueen.studio. Until next time, stay spooky.